There is a belief in the business that retail specifically as a business is 10% strategy and 90% execution. So we think we are very good at executing and we execute really well and really fast. And that has been the mantra. I'm not talking only about myself. You know, I'm only a part of the puzzle. The entire ecosystem is built on this model of do it or rather just do it. <laughs> it works well for business because we are in fashion. You know, even if you get it wrong, it's a two months time or three months time. It's not like you're making an aeroplane and therefore you have to work for years. And the kind of industry which we operate allows us to make mistakes. And mind you, there are big mistakes we make sometimes, but we recover very fast. That was Shailesh Solkar, the head of merchandising and supply chain at Trend, as he highlights the playground that is the fashion industry. In this episode of Limitless by Westside, we turn our attention to Trend's merchandising and supply chain operations. Shailesh has been instrumental in shaping and executing the structure. So, where did it all begin? When we started this business many years ago, hardly anything existed. The industry itself was very nascent. And most of the practices which we run in the businesses are homegrown. But we had the opportunity and time then to really work on as small as things like open costing or open to buy mechanisms or the analytical framework. The first thing which comes to mind is how can you do better than what you were doing yesterday. And this continuous learning has helped us to reach a place where we are uh, today. So benchmarking, continuous learning has been the ethos in the business. And I think most of us have been lucky to have a business like this. Trent, a product-focused enterprise, has been a pioneer. 25 years ago, when most retailers were selling someone else's products, Trent dared to be different. Shailesh reveals how creative frameworks have transformed their business operations. We are a product business, right? We are a product company. We retail our own products. And that has been a key differentiator in the market. When we started this business 25 years ago, most of the people used to sell somebody else's product. We decided otherwise and we said we'll create our own brands and retail in only our stores. Now, we always had good product people. We always hired good product people. But product people are typically good at creating product. And they needed support on the other side uh, to help them uh, create a structure which will enable them to do better products. Not so much from the design or color perspective, but from the sell-through or sales perspective. And that's where uh, merchandising framework comes into picture. You know, merchandisers are people who help them uh, create a structure an option plan or a range plan, price architecture, and also on a regular basis help them to analyze the business, tell them what is selling, what is not selling, which size is selling, which color is selling. And now this has become like a day job. But when I look back, when we started this business, it wasn't as simple. And I think over the years, the process itself has matured. And uh, buying merchandising is the most important function, I would say, in this product business. Building a successful business means implementing processes that allows for long-term growth. 
As Trent embarked on a journey to transform itself, Shailesh worked to implement a system that would be the most effective to help them scale. From the challenge perspective in ACP implementation, I would say it was more exciting than challenging, you know, because the business was going through a transformation. We had a legacy system, uh, which wasn't quite effective. We wanted to grow fast. So if you look at the first 10 years of the business, we spent those 10 years in creating an ecosystem, which will allow us to expand the business at a fast rate. And SAP was one such intervention, which was needed then to create a scalable business. The biggest challenge was getting everybody together and align the thought process. I guess, but we did that very quickly because we were a young team. And then we spent almost two and a half, three years to define what the future of business will look like. And I guess that enabled us to come together and define collectively what we think the business can be. So more than challenges, I would say it was an exciting phase for business. And did we have tough time? Yes, <laughs> we did have tough times. We had sleepless nights. But eventually what we able to build is what the base of the business now. Now we have four brands, Westside, Zudio, Utsa, Mezbu. All the brands use same SAP infrastructure. In a world that's becoming increasingly digital, retail can no longer be limited to brick and mortar stores. But how does a brand make the shift to cater to the new online generations? And what are the challenges along the way? Shailesh takes us through Westside's journey into the world of omni-channel retail. We live in the digital world. Having an online presence is not a choice. When you're working with millennials or Gen Zs, you know, you need to have a presence online. So Omnichannel, uh, I think we started this journey around 10 years ago. Tata Click was incubated inside Trend. The biggest advantage I think what we got out of the Omnichannel behavior is that we could try some of the initiatives which would not have been possible in store-only format. So now when we started, we did click and collect because click and collect was very big in European markets and we thought it will work. It didn't work as per our expectation. And then we tried pick from store. And when we did pick from stores, that actually doubled our online revenues. While our online business is not very big and we hope it to become very big in future, the omnichannel journey has enabled us to offer our customer a single view of what we sell online, offline. And that, I think, is the biggest win of the omnichannel journey. With the advent of e-commerce and more and more people shopping online, does that mean that physical stores are a thing of the past? According to Shailesh, that's not the case. E-commerce, when the boom started, everybody thought that, you know, it's the only thing which is going to last and the traditional brick-and-mortar business will some point in time cease to exist. That was the feeling. However, uh, basis our experience, I think the traditional brick-and-mortar business is here to stay and will grow. E-commerce, specifically if I talk about only India markets, is still very price-driven. It will someday become convenience-driven. And I think that is the time we will do much higher revenues from e-commerce. Till then, I think brick and mortar will remain the mainstay of the business. Unlike many other retailers, Trent controls its entire value chain. So how does this set itself apart from its competitors? Shailesh explains. 
so while we don't own any assets we control all the processes right from the vendors end till the customer and warehousing or central warehousing is a very very critical part of that process while most of the players end up outsourcing that activity we end up managing the entire warehousing and logistics network ourselves and this is one of our key differentiator because we can flex very fast 24 months ago we were operating only two locations we were operating 600000 square feet warehousing space as of today we are operating four locations when you are operating 2 million square feet warehousing space that i'm sure would not have been possible had we been operating through a 3pl partner but being a private label brand isn't without its challenges when you do your own product you can actually control 100% right from the design to fabric to how it looks at the floor and therefore you control the entire price aspect of the product when you are selling somebody else's product you are actually selling somebody else's idea to your customers so i think on day one we made this choice to remain a private label or own brand business and that has been the ethos in the business from day one now the challenge is it's not easy to make a, a private label brand and when we started i remember people struggled you know because we had three or four stores of a side and uh, we used to get uh, 50 units 100 units of a style and that wasn't easy right while india has been a garment manufacturing country for many years but when you go to a big player garment manufacturer they will need orders in thousands so to convince someone to do a 100 units or a 200 units or to an extent 20 units sometimes because you want to try something it was extremely difficult so first is moqs or minimum order quantities the second uh, most important thing is product quality website has an open customer returns policy so if you don't like our product you can return it any time and we'll not ask you any question the reason we are so confident because we have spent last 25 odd years in improving the product in the beginning it was tough because we were learning from international markets what good looks like but we have been at it like indian wear as a category in the past when indian wear is to be sold is to be dry clean only products but we wanted to give our customers something which is daily wear products now when you do a machine wash of an indian wear product the biggest problem used to be color fastness we don't get color fastness problem in indian wear because we fixed it 20 years ago so i'm saying you know when you do private label the advantage is that you know you control the look and feel in the store right from the product design also you enjoy better margins when you're in the retail business you're constantly trying to stay relevant and compelling and you're only as good as the people that make up the core of your team so how does westside make sure they're on the ball and ahead of the game in our business we always wanted to be the best we never wanted to be the biggest and that has been the journey so the people whom we hire i guess they are one of the best in the industry in the past when the industry was very young we didn't have the kind of talent which we needed in india so we went outside most of our product heads come from international markets with the kind of exposure you rarely get in indian market and one of the reason why our products are differentiated because we have a talent which has international exposure so that's like one way of benchmarking in doing better products on the process side we have always worked on inventory optimization so availability is one of the key challenges you know the biggest constraint which we have in our business 
is walk-ins, right? You know, you cannot control walk-in because you can only influence your customer to an extent. But once she walks in and you are not able to offer her the relevant product in her size, that becomes the biggest issue. So therefore, availability has been our uh, main uh, KPI or uh, main area of interest, which we have been focusing since day one of this business. And in this space, we have done multiple uh, initiatives to improve availability. This is one thing which is top of our mind. So yeah, benchmarking with external markets, external players, there have been few brands uh, which have been our benchmarks. And uh, it has allowed us to go behind A fashion and B availability. Fashion moves fast and trends can change overnight. In some way, shape or form, you're always playing catch up. So when your lead time is this fast, maintaining a tight inventory that moves quickly becomes an advantage. When we started business, typically people get worried about inventory levels, how much stock we should carry. So we started with a thumb rule of 12 weeks. Why 12 weeks? Because uh, we were paying our suppliers in 12 weeks. So we wanted to run a cash-free business. But that has become the ethos in the business that we will always carry lowest inventory possible. If you look at right now, our inventory levels are best in the industry. The advantage of shorter lead time is that you are able to respond to market changes faster. We are in fashion business and fashion changes very fast. So working on lead time has given us the ability to respond to the market changes or fashion changes faster than maybe compared to a few of our competitions. The fastest we do is 12 days. So imagine you are sitting on a Monday morning, you have looked at something on Sunday night as a buyer and you want to try something. The biggest risk we carry in the business is fashion failing. But if you are able to try in the shortest lead time possible and if it works, then you can make it big. The process is called Fast and Fab, has been in business for many years. And we have had some great successes using this 12-day mind-to-market process. Bombay Bill is a young brand, right? When we started, we used to sell coordinates, so tops and bottoms. The buyer, Madhulika, she decided to trial some dresses as a Fast and Fab product. And believe me, it was so good that it ended up becoming almost 60% of our offer. And it's one of the biggest brands we have in the portfolio. So that is what trials can do to your business. It may work, it may not work. So it also eliminates risk, allows you to trial, and you can, if it works, expand very fast. Being able to grow and evolve as a business means you need a strong foundation, an ecosystem that is conducive to growth. And over the past 25 years, Trent has built one. So trend, if you look at the business, we spent what, 25 odd years? First 10, 12 odd years, we were spending in creating an ecosystem which will allow us to grow fast. We spent time on SAP. We spent time on improving quality. We spent time on making sure that all support functions are ready to deliver the kind of growth we were envisaging. The next five or six years, we spent time on improving our product design. That's when we started hiring people from international markets. And last few years, we are trying to improve speed in the business. So fast and fab, the 12-day fashion to floor. We are now implementing RFID in the business. We've recently shifted to a 24-hour replenishment cycle from a 96-hour replenishment cycle. 
So it has been an evolving journey for Trent. What's good about fashion? It's exciting. It's also common sense. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be in fashion. And I think that enables most of us or excites most of us to be in this business. So what's the future that Shailesh envisions not just for Westside and Trent, but for retail in India? The organized retail in India is still very small as a percentage because, you know, we play in a space which is uh, the basic necessity, roti kapda makan. So we are part of the kapda business. I think the industry can grow very big. India is a big country. We are at 1.4 billion. And I think it's only going to go up. The challenge which we have as a country, the per capita income is very small compared to other evolved markets. While my aspirations are there to wear the latest fashion, the affordability is always a question. And that's where I think both Westside and Zudio play a very, very important part because Westside has always been style at affordable price. And Zudio, whatever we sell, we sell everything below 1000 bucks. So I think both these brands are poised for very, very strong growth. Given the market context, I think we will have a good show. In this episode of Limitless by Westside, we delved into the world of pioneering retail with Shailesh Solkar, the head of merchandising and supply chain at Trend. Thank you to Shailesh for helping us tell this Westside story. Stay tuned for more stories of change, compassion, and empowerment on Limitless by Westside.